following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. They can also listen on the free stream at thehugeshow.net, weekdays 3 until 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Inside this hour, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us. We'll talk about the end of Michigan's basketball season. The Indiana game Saturday night at home and last night against Wisconsin. Two games that were sitting right there for Michigan to win. And their scoring droughts and coaching. And Hunter Dickinson wearing a ski mask into the Kohl Center in Madison, Wisconsin. Well, what coach allows that garbage? Or free Juwan Jet Howard? Oh, my Lord. Wearing that shirt? Hmm. Like he was a victim from what happened last year? Something hasn't been right about this team because you'll see flashes when they look really good and then they run the ball through Jet. I don't know how Hunter Dickinson is not touching the ball first every damn possession. And they played enough defense to beat Indiana and Wisconsin. That defense was missing for a good six weeks. But you don't wear the ski mask and you don't do... The free Juwan t-shirts, you don't. Uh, The head coach can see that and say, no, take it off. You know, at the end, you're you're the man in charge. I don't care if it's your son or if it's Hunter Dickinson. If you go back to the start of the season, all the ups and downs, there's just something missing from this team. And you got a big seven-footer as your leader, and he's going to put a damn ski mask on? And some will say, oh, the kids can't have fun anymore. Hey, this isn't a fifth and sixth grade basketball team. I think Dickinson is getting hundreds of thousands of dollars in NIL money to stay. It's called leadership. You needed that win. You get in the bunker. Like I said, they played enough defense against Indiana Saturday night at Chrysler. Last night in Madison... Those two wins, they're right in the bubble conversation. Instead, it's what? NIT, you hope? Chris Ballas will join us in a moment. 
I have issues when teams underachieve. I have issues when they're poorly coached. I, I can't just point and say one thing about this team. It's been a collection of A, B, C, D, E, F all season long. And that's on the head coach. And you know what? He will be on the hot seat next year. He's not going to lose his job this offseason. But next year, uh, take the team to the tournament. Finish in the top five uh, in the Big Ten. And again, you look, get some damn offense. Run it through Dickinson. You got a seven-footer. You throw it down to him. You have him get to the foul line. He can shoot the three, but you say go down on the block, turn. Wisconsin isn't that good. Indiana doesn't play that good of defense. You run your offense through him. Yeah, Kobe Bufkin has emerged as a possible first-rounder, and I think when Jed Howard got hurt, he started to figure out, I'm going to take it to the rack. And when he handles the rock and he takes it to the rack like he did on Edie against Purdue at Chrysler, he's really good. And Jed Howard has got to leave his AAU summer ball game in the locker room. This is an underachieving team. They were preseason top 25. Hunter Dickinson isn't getting better. He's regressing. He'll give you flashes where you're like, that's the big man I know. And by the way, if you're going to wear a ski mask and you're a seven-footer and you're a basketball player and you're well-known and you're going in to steal a victory, you better win the damn game. And also, in case you're ever thinking about a life of crime, it's going to be pretty easy to pick you out of a lineup when they go, Okay, uh, line up, please come in. There's a 5'8 guy, there's a 5'9 guy. What'd the perpetrator look like? He was really tall. You mean like number three, who's 7'1? <laughs> I have to laugh. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He doesn't laugh anymore. He, after the TCU loss, he doesn't laugh. He's not laughing at Michigan the last two games. He's done laughing. He just. He will not laugh. How you doing, Chris? I'm all right, Bill. Hanging in there. Yeah, I know. It's not like this team was going to be an NCAA champion or a Big Ten champion or when the season started. You know, I was thinking, hey, get to the tournament, finish, you know, top four or five in the league, and that would be a good season. And uh, the, what, What's missing? Because I'm trying to figure it out, and I, I said that in my opening huge opinion, Chris. What, what's missing from this team, you think? Is it coaching? Is it leadership? On the floor from Dickinson, is it too much Jed Howard? What's going on? Yeah, I think a lot of it. And it seems like it's something different each week. And, uh, you know, sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. You've got one of your star players who's not interested in playing defense at all. And last night, Jed Howard was playing man when everybody else was playing zone and gives up a wide-open three. You know what? In close games, those are the possessions that make a difference. And that just can't happen at this point in the season anymore where you've got these mistakes. Last night, they gave up 15 offensive rebounds to a team that came in 349th in offensive rebound percentage. Yeah. That's hard. that's ridiculous. Yeah, the guys aren't putting bodies on guys. That's an effort thing. And if you come in there, and I wrote this today, uh, you probably read it or you saw the headline. Read everything you write, Chris. I'm a borderline yeah. stalker. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, but it's like, you know, remember the do more and say less? T-shirts that uh, that Michigan had a long time ago in the tur- you know in the tournament, and uh, that's what this team needs to do. If you're going to talk like that and you're going to bring attention to yourself, then you better 
And you better bring it on the floor and back it up. You know, everybody used to complain about the Fab Five and the way they talked and everything. But when they went on the floor, they backed it up with great play and uh, and won games. Now this team isn't nearly as talented, obviously, so they have to bring it on every play and in, in, in every game. And they just don't. Uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. And you know, winning teams find ways, and, and well led and well coached teams find ways to win those games down the stretch. And let's be fair to Jawan Howard here; he's playing with a freshman point guard who he was going to go into the season with Jalen Llewellyn and Frankie Collins. So uh, Doug McDaniel's in a little over his head, and I think he's going to get better and better. But uh, Kobe Bufkin has improved dramatically. Jet Howard is going to be a, a, an NBA player. He needs to play harder, and, and Hunter Dickinson is and should be one of the best centers in the country uh, when he brings it. Um, but the leadership's lacking, and uh, they just can't close. And so um, so the antics wear thin, let's put it that way, when you're not winning games. And then you just kind of look like a traveling circus, and uh, and it's embarrassing. Juwan, uh, it was, I think, Hunter Dickinson went on a, a podcast January 3rd and called called Wisconsin's players a bunch of scumbags, and uh, you just can't do things like that. You can think it. You can't say it, or you shouldn't say it, in my opinion. And you don't show up to an arena with a mask on, and uh, and the, you know the free Jawan thing that that was over a year ago. And Jawan Howard's Jawan Howard's credit, Bill. You know what he said that in the after and after the game, he said, you know, I, I hope I won't be remembered for that. And he brought it up again. But you don't wear a t-shirt like that in the free game, in my opinion, and bring up all those things and uh, in that environment, you just don't. Yeah, the ski mask, I just don't. You know, if they were undefeated nope. in the Big Ten and they're uh, rock stars, you know, Fab Five-ish, I, I would tolerate it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Jed Howard has hurt this team more than he's helped them. I really do. I, I think he's, he's not a uh, both-ends-of-the-floor player. It's still too much uh, summer ball. So we'll see. I, you know, it's Michigan. You're making millions. I get Juwan is an alum and a former member of the Fab Five, but next year you need the bounce-back season. And how It's how it works at big yeah. boy D1 basketball. You do. Yeah, and, and last year, I mean, if they hadn't you know, beaten Ohio State without Hunter Dickinson, somehow pulled that one out, and give them credit for doing it, right? Um, but between that and then a couple of tournament wins after you, you failed miserably, you had a 17-point lead with about 10 minutes to go against Indiana and end up losing that game in the Big Ten tournament, then we're talking about two bad seasons in a row. Uh, and you have to give them credit for making the Sweet 16, but you know a lot of coaches have gone on and, and gotten a couple of wins in the first weekend of the tournament. Uh, it doesn't make up for the fact that you underachieved during the year, and that needs to stop. They need to start reaching and living up to their potential and improving and doing the little things, so the effort areas uh, where you know that you're going to be bringing it every game, and this team just does not do it. And it really does start with Jed Howard. I hate to pick on the kid. These are good kids. I like Hunter Dickinson, too, man. Uh, you know what? And People are going to say, oh, you're coming off like a boomer and this and that, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. You know what? Uh, and I'm not making comparisons to between Juwan Howard and, and John Beeline. They're different people but what i am saying is that if you're going to put on that act then you damn well better go out there and play your butt off and you better win some games otherwise you just look like buffoons chris Ballas, they do a great job at the wolverine.com everything university of michigan athletics he is joining us on the meyer guest line uh, before i let you go on the ann arbor end are you hearing anything about the michigan michigan state game on saturday night will it be played the hoops game it sounds like it's going to be played, and uh, and we would expect that, too. I think we would have heard something by now, and the people that we've talked to at Michigan said that they expect it to be played, and uh, consequently they're going to be honoring that the 2013 Michigan team 
at halftime of that game or before the game or at halftime. Uh, John Beeline will be there and uh, and the 2013 Wolverines. So it should be a great crowd, and I really, really hope uh, that there's a sense of unity at that game. Really, the, the game seems meaningless, and I wrote this. You know, it's like given what had transpired uh, a couple of days ago and um, yeah, you hope that it's a it's a healing type of thing, frankly. And uh, whatever happens in the game is, is certainly secondary. I would think that the Maze Rage and the Michigan fans it wouldn't be surprising if they ask everybody to wear green. I see Hope and Calvin. I think I saw that on my Facebook page. Are uh, encouraging fans to wear green tonight uh, to their rivalry matchup. So that's pretty cool. And I, I trust Michigan. And the fan base and Chrysler, they'll do the right thing on Saturday yeah. night if that game goes down. Chris Ballas, always good to hear your voice, my man. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Thanks, Billy. All right, Chris Ballas checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us next. Uh, he's going to let us in on how they prepare for a possible active shooter situation at all of their MHSAA events and what their plan is with their member schools and everything they do. We'll talk to Mark next. And from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, we'll hear from a retired chief and his thoughts on how law enforcement handled the shootings and the response at Michigan State University and how proud he is of every man and woman and first responder who responded Uh, That will be coming up here at the end of the hour. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar with prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. There's more to love for less at Meyer. Pick up mouth-watering certified Angus beef boneless New York strip steak and pair it with farm fresh peach or raspberry bubbly Moscato. Get 30% off select Valentine's Day candles and set the table with a three-rose arrangement. Don't forget the sweets. Buy one, get one 25% off Valentine's candy. Find everything you need for a tasty, love-filled Valentine's Day with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. The huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Wednesdays are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything Michigan High School Sports. MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and also watch live and on-demand boys and girls high school sports at MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. I think Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, is standing by. They're based in Lansing, close to Michigan State, uh, university, just a few miles away, and I'm sure when everything went down on campus at MSU, it brought back memories of what happened in Oxford, the hoaxes that were called in across the state uh, last week, and the Michigan High School Athletic Association is connected to big crowds, and I reached out to Mark and said, okay, uh, training plans, your member schools, uh, what do you guys have in place? Uh, if you ever have to deal with something involving an active shooter or situation like we witnessed a couple of days ago in East Lansing, Mark Ewell is standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Afternoon, Bill. Uh, I know in business that you always have a plan uh, about what if this happens. Uh, in terms of MHSAA and their member schools, uh, training, connections to law enforcement, what do you guys have in place when it comes to the possibility of dealing with a potential active shooter situation? So uh, I'm going to be a little bit careful, Bill, in terms of what I share, because we do do um, a lot of emergency planning with our schools to get into a lot of the specific details. Um, you know, everything that law enforcement tells us is um, those exact details and specifics should be shared with schools and not necessarily others that, uh, you know, may have some, some nefarious ideas or, or goals. So that, that, so what I can talk about generally is we have put together a procedures manual for how schools can create the safest environment possible at events. Um, there's a huge emphasis within that information we give schools. It really starts and ends with emergency planning. It's having a plan. Uh, every school's uh, stadium setup is going to be different. Uh, every uh, school's indoor venue setup is probably going to be a little different in terms of where do folks go in, where do folks go out, where are, are different exits. Um, is there only one place that, that fans and spectators can enter? Is there multiple places? The key is that whenever you're hosting an event, it, it, 
those that are coming to your school know what the plan is, that there is some emergency, and and this could be um, a half dozen different scenarios, um, that during a game or prior to a game, if there's an emergency visiting team, here's where you go. Um, If there's uh, an emergency officials, here's where you go. If there is an emergency during a game, um, fans and spectators, here's where you're going to be directed. And a lot of times, you know, those conversations are going to be with schools along with whatever local law enforcement um, most often connects. Many of our schools have that school resource officer, which then connects them to possibly a county sheriff's department, or maybe it's city police, or maybe it's township police. But it's really encouraging, Bill, all of our schools to have those planning conversations, those planning meetings, to have that action plan ready to go um, based on their unique setup, circumstances, along with, uh, you know, the relationship they have with local law enforcement. You know, as I've, I've spoke on this topic, and this has been something that, that we have talked with our school people when I've been face-to-face or even with them virtually during the pandemic, that this is an area that we need to have a plan and we need to be ready, heaven forbid, um, if that scenario ever presents itself. And where this has just hit incredibly close to home for us is, a week ago Tuesday, we're sitting in our, our weekly Tuesday morning staff meeting, and um, one of my, my senior assistant directors, he's sitting right next to me. Um, his wife is a counselor at Okemos High School, and we're starting on our phones to get the initial reports of a possible shooting at Okemos, and I see him get up and go to the door and, and talk to one of our uh, secretaries who had some more information, and as he sits sits back down almost uh, pale as a ghost, um, that hit incredibly close to home. And in that 15 minutes of not knowing exactly what's going on over there, and then finally him getting a text from his wife that they were all in in lockdown and shelter in place, um, hit very close to home. And then obviously uh, being at home the other night and seeing what's happening about eight miles from our front door. um, You know, I think I mentioned on air before that uh, know a handful of Michigan State students. One of those, Joey Hauser, actually interned in our building uh, here during the fall, during the season. I've texted with Joey about every other day, just, you know, great game, good luck, and immediately reached out to Joey and made sure that he was, was safe as well as some of the other kids at Michigan State we know. And, Bill, uh, you know, two events within a week. Um, this hit awfully close to home for all of us here at the MHSAA, and frankly, I think this hits awfully close to home for uh, every person that calls Michigan home. Amen. Mark Hewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan on a MHSA Wednesday. It stinks we have to have these conversations, uh, but even when you sit down face-to-face or Zoom with your member schools or local law enforcement, uh, but it's it's the world we live in today, and you need to be prepared. It's like going to your state championships at Ford Field. Uh, they treat people coming in just like they do a Lions game. There's metal detectors. There's wands. There's empty your pockets. Uh, bags not allowed. I mean, so uh, that's your biggest venue, and, and and in a way, maybe your safest venue because of what Ford Field does for your high school football championships on Thanksgiving Day weekend. 
It is, and actually uh, most of our non-school venues, Bill, uh, I would put in that category. So when we move into the Breslin Center uh, next month for two weekends of basketball, they have the security screening at the door, the magnetometers, the metal detectors that you know all attendees walk through, Wings Event Center where we're having team wrestling, and obviously back at Ford Field we're, we're just like that. It's the ones that you worry more um, are at some of our, our high schools for those opening round tournaments. Many of our schools across the state, um, security is always front and center. I think uh, what happened at Oxford a year ago was was a huge uh, learning point and, and case in point for a lot of our schools. And now when you go to, to high schools during a regular season game, there are many places where there are definite security and safety protocols in place. You go to other parts of our state, um, generally speaking, the further north that you go and maybe the more remote that you go in other parts of our state, um, I think you'll see a, a little bit less focus on some of those things. And and by the way, you know, this week the, the topic that everybody's talking about is obviously the the, the, the violent acts or, or that, you know, that, that armed intruder that, that may be in an event. You know, and just a week ago, and you, you and I talked about it last time we were in studio together, is you had, uh, you know, the DeMar Hamlin, well, what about sudden cardiac arrest? And uh, we just had a, a student athlete in the Detroit area a week ago that, that suffered a cardiac episode, had coaches there, had an AED there, but unfortunately uh, medical personnel were not able to, to, to save the young man. And, and the key for our school is all of those kinds of emergencies that could happen during an event. What's our plan? How is the plan different for each type of emergency? And the key is when, when if and when that situation ever presents itself, you need to have that plan. You not only need to have the plan on a piece of paper, but that plan needed to have been practiced um, you know, by the adults on your staff and by adults connected with teams um, to hopefully uh, make sure that, uh, you know, the outcomes are as positive as they can be. Mark Hewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. And a great point from uh, Breslin and other venues uh, that you use. They're treating it just like they would uh, any major sporting event or concert or meeting or uh, event they would have uh, inside their buildings uh, MHSAA.com if you want to follow everything uh, Michigan High School Sports at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook and opt in uh, if you want to on the on demand. Uh, you can sign up live and record it. Uh, Boys and Girls High School Sports at MHSAA.tv. So uh, we have uh, playoffs underway or postseason for wrestling, uh, basketball first week of March uh, with the boys and the girls. You got hockey coming up soon, and we're going to begin that swing from the end of winter to spring sports at Michigan high schools. We are, and uh, you know that certainly a, a big wrestling night uh, tonight with team regionals, and then this weekend, and then uh, you know bowling bowling falls next in line along with competitive cheer, and. So, no, it's an incredibly exciting uh, month plus here, but uh, I'd be kidding, Bill, if I didn't say that, uh, you know, the events of the last 48 hours have definitely put a, a, a real pall over things, uh, especially those of us that call mid-Michigan home, where all of us may not necessarily, you know, be, uh, you know, Michigan State fans or, or connected Spartans, but, um, it, again, if, if you're a parent and have kids off at college, um, this has just hit awfully close to home, and um, 
like many things I've read this week, it, enough is enough. Uh, kids should be able to go to school. Kids should be able to go off to college. And there's lots of things to worry and be concerned with. Uh, um, personal safety and, and gun violence should not be one of them. And um, appreciate you giving me the chance to talk a little bit about this today. And for everybody uh, connected with the MHSA, our hearts and, and prayers uh, go out to all the families affected, not just those that maybe have lost a child, have a child down at Sparrow Hospital fighting for their lives, but uh, anybody connected to that campus, it's just an awful, awful thing. Like I said, it just stinks that we have to have these conversations, but uh, we need to, you need to, with uh, your member schools, with law enforcement, with your team at the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We need to be prepared, and I think law enforcement and the first responders and how quick they arrived and how prepared they were, I think they saved a lot of lives uh, at Michigan State uh, by what they did and their training and things that uh, the public doesn't see that the great men and women in law enforcement are doing on a daily basis. And I know, Mark, you and your team, you put safety of your student-athletes and your personnel and the coaches and the refs and the fans uh, first. I've watched that firsthand uh, through the pandemic, and that's why uh, when this story hit, I thought it would be the right time to have you let people know across the state and all your member schools and districts uh, what your plan is to create a safe environment for our kids and parents and officials and coaches and administrators at high school sporting events. Well done, Mark. Uh, we'll talk soon. My best to you and your family. Same to you. Thanks, Bill. All right, Mark Ewell. That, that guy is such a good leader. I swear to God I'd vote for him for president. I mean that. Leadership is something that's in your DNA that you learn from watching others. Whether it's sports, whether it's business, whether it's your mom, dad, uncle, grandfather, grandma, All those people, teachers in your life, youth coaches, high school teachers, coaches, friends, leadership is something you acquire. And you digest and you learn from it. And Mark Ewell, the leadership that he's provided, and we've had what our partnership, but it has nothing to do with him sponsoring Wednesdays. I I watched him front and center leading the charge for every high school athlete, student, school in this state. I've watched that for two years, two-plus years, on air, off air. And that man won my respect, and he's good for Michigan, and he's great for our Michigan high schools. On the way of conversation with our friends for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, MSU situation, those who protect and serve the true blue segment uh, will air every Wednesday uh, moving forward on the huge show across Michigan. And our partnership is just a week old with them. And the Michigan State situation really was a chance to show how law enforcement trains for something they hope they never have to respond to. And they did it well. And they serve and protect. So that true blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Remember, over 4,000, I think close, maybe not over, just close to 4,000 openings for police officers in the state of Michigan. So stop by your local police department, county sheriffs, go to the State of Michigan website for Michigan State Police, fill out an application, or just Google uh, your city website. Fill out an app uh, if you want to join those who protect and serve.
To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. The Grand Rapids Boat Show at DeVos Place is back. Let's go, gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, ski, relax. Everyone's making tracks. Boat Show, gotta go, everyone. In the sun, come on down, get it done. Just have water for some fun. Last year, you admired all the great new boats of the water. Well, now's your chance to climb aboard and check them all out. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday. Over five acres of the hottest new runabout ski and surf boats, deluxe pontoons, fishing boats, center consoles, and personal watercraft. Fabulous motor yachts up to 42 feet. We have the boats. Ski, wakeboard, and surf equipment. Docks, lifts, and marine accessories. One of the finest antique boat displays in the country. Get the best prices of the year at the Action Water Sports Tubers Truckload Sale. And right Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable raft. The Grand Rapids Boat Show. This Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. For boat line listing and details, go to grboatshow.com. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We now continue with another segment of True and Blue, where we partner with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police in the state of Michigan and talk about uh, the great men and women who serve and protect. And I had a chance to meet this gentleman. He is chief of North Muskegon Police on Michigan's West Coast. And I met him at the annual convention when we launched our partnership uh, with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police at Viverette is standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Huge Lions fan, great father, husband, and also he's dedicated his life to law enforcement. He has a son involved in law enforcement. Uh, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me today. All right, now, how long, how many years exactly? I think you told me a couple of weeks ago when we met, but how many years have you been in law enforcement? 33 years. 33. So you told me you've worked like... Michigan State Police, uh, you've worked on the east side of the state, and then now uh, you've moved up uh, the ranks, and you're chief of police for North Muskegon, correct? 
Correct. I worked for the state police for 29 years, and I've been here as chief of police of Northern Skiing for the past uh, five, uh, five years. So what's it like being a chief of police uh, there in North Muskegon? It is uh, challenging, fun, exciting, and um, it's something different every day from um, dealing with car issues, parking situations, to dealing with uh, kids at school. It's just a, it's just a great job, uh, something new every day. Yeah, it's kind of different from being an investigator in those 29 years with the Michigan State Police and going and flipping to the west side of the state uh, with North Muskegon. And also, you can be a mentor, a leader to men and women, new officers, and those who have been there on the North Muskegon uh, Police Force. Uh, tell me about the men and women you have underneath you in North Muskegon. Well, I have one female who is a proud U of M um, graduate. I have seven other uh, gentlemen that work for me. Two or three guys have uh, over 20 years in law enforcement, and I have two guys that have 10 to 15, and I have two guys that are brand new or less than five years. So I had a wide variety of uh, experience level in my police department. Are you looking for more officers? If someone listening is interested in applying or putting in an application for the North Muskegon Police Department, uh, what's the easiest way to do it? To go to the North Muskegon um, website, and uh, we have the job posting right there. But you can also go to um, MCOs, which is the Mission Council of Law Enforcement, um, webpage to see um, uh, a bunch of police officer jobs out there. Uh, what's the toughest part? Uh, the, the reward, and we know the risk, because police officers never know if they're coming home, and that is part of the job. Uh, but what's the greatest reward uh, when you look at your career and maybe how you relay that to your team uh, at North Muskegon, uh, the greatest reward of protecting and serving and being a police officer. It sounds kind of corny, but that's the best part of it, is being able to go to a situation and being able to solve a problem. When you get a chance to make an impact, and one of the things I love about being in North Muskegon out here is that we get a chance to connect directly with the families, and we're able to solve some problems, not to 100%, but you can see a difference when you can go there and be, and be able to um, direct the family to services that are needed. And that's what I think is one of the greatest rewards. Also solving crime. We do have a little crime here. But when I'm able to help somebody who's been a victim and, ask, and get them to come to a successful conclusion or resolution, whether it be prosecution or counseling, whatever um, avenue that may take, but solving problems, that's what I appreciate that's what I always uh, like, and that's what I try to get my guys to kind of see um, the men and women to see how law enforcement works. Everett is the chief of police for North Muskegon, joining us here on True and Blue, a weekly segment on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. As Ed said, a lot of different avenues out there. Simple and easy. Google uh, in an area you're looking to put an application in, become a law enforcement officer. They have. Over 4,000 openings across the state of Michigan uh, right now. And, Ed, you've been on both sides of the state and also both sides of the spectrum when it comes to being a police officer. So somebody who's interested in joining law enforcement, you can look uh, for different city situations and levels, I think, of stress and how far into it you get. Am I correct? Absolutely. That's one of the best things about being in the state of Michigan. 
is that you have a, a wide variety of law enforcement. Whether you want to be a Michigan State trooper or work for a county sheriff up north, there's a wide variety of policing that's out here. And also there are some federal positions, but we would love to have somebody who wants to be in the law enforcement and wants to make a difference in your community. Law enforcement is the way to go. Chief Ed Viverette, uh, Chief of Police for North Muskegon on Michigan's West Coast. Before I let you go, I know you're a huge Lions fan. So how many wins for the Lions this year? I'm going to say 10. 10 and 7? 10 and 7. Well, I expected more out of you. You're such a big nope. Lions fan. Yep. That no, concerns I'm me. I, I got, I, I'm getting the Ed, Ed Viverette vibes now. I'm going to have to downgrade on my prediction after meeting you at the Chiefs convention. I was ready to play in the Super Bowl parade down Woodward in Detroit. I've been a fan too long and um, have rode that bandwagon too long. 10-7, make it to the playoffs, and we'll get our first playoff win under the coach uh, and the leadership of Dan Campbell. All right. And you're going to see a big turn, so thank you. All right, well, Ed, uh, good, good to hear your voice again. You're a good man. Thank you for serving and protecting, and uh, to all your officers in North Muskegon and across this state, what they do for us, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys, and I really appreciate taking time out of your day to help us recruit. All right. We need help out here. Yeah, back at you, uh, Chief Ed Viverette, North Muskegon Police Department. True and Blue segment, something we do every week uh, at this time on the Huge Show Across Michigan. It's our partnership uh, with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And remember, over 4,000 jobs are out there. Stop by your local police department, county sheriffs, and go to the State of Michigan website for the state police. If you're interested in law enforcement, uh, you'll find out what you need to do uh, to serve and protect. Uh, Just Google the police department in your local area. We are back live on a Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday. On the way, a couple hours of Lions off-season conversation with Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. He'll join us in studio. If you have a Lions question, at Hugh Show on Twitter, The Hugh Show on Facebook. All of our social network interactions presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They play their home games in downtown Grand Rapids. Check out the schedule and more. Just search Grand Rapids Gold and also follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Roadshow reminders, tomorrow 3 until 6, Superfly. We're live at the GR Boat Show that opened up today at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. It runs through Sunday. Then on Friday, Faith Over Fear, the Gabe Ogdoll event. He's a Grand Rapids West Catholic High School basketball player. He has a benign tumor and they're raising awareness and money and the Grand Rapids West Catholic girls game will start at 6 on Friday. They're one of the state powerhouse teams. The boys will follow. Good squad there on the west side of Grand Rapids and the huge show will be live statewide. We're there for the Ogdoll family and the West Catholic uh, family. That will be on Friday 3 until 6 inside the West Catholic Athletic Complex on the west side of GR. Faith over fear. I love that theme. And I love communities, and I love how they step up. I just got word from 96.5 The Cave, our affiliate down in Adrian, Southeast Michigan Superfly. They told me that 
They're encouraging Adrian University, or Adrian College, is encouraging people to wear green tonight for the Alma basketball game. How cool is that? Our state steps up when it hits the fan. So thank you for that update from our friends on 96.5 The Cave. And Adrian in Southeast Michigan, a great sports radio station. I mentioned from WHTC in the Holland area on the west coast of Michigan that Hope College is encouraging both sides in their rivalry with Calvin to wear green tonight in support of Michigan State University. They do have the vigil tonight in East Lansing uh, at the Rock. The hearts are real. Uh, throughout the state of Michigan. They really are. Because what happened at Michigan State defines what we all feel, no matter the color of our skin, our religion, our political affiliation, that we all care. It defines law enforcement and first responders and what they're willing to do. Johnny Brand Sr. wrote a great tribute to law enforcement and the first responders on his Voice for the Badge page If you support law enforcement, you need to follow that. Just search Voice for the Badge on Facebook. If you miss any of our interviews, any of our opinions, podcasts, or hours, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is our two on a Wednesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Inside this hour, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network, a Lions NFL insider. He'll join us. We'll talk about the offseason, which would be the upcoming combine, free agency, and also the draft. And we'll get to the quarterback sweepstakes across the NFL with the Raiders officially releasing uh, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers set to go into his dark room, which, again, I'm not a guy to tell people how to spend their money, but if you want to meditate in the dark for four days, turn off your damn lights and close the blinds in your bedroom. <laughs> Sit there. You can think about who you are, where you've been, where you're going, who you love, who you don't love, but you have to go to a place I I want to talk to the business owner there who created these dark experiences where you save money on electricity, but you can just turn off the lights. And I need you to think, Aaron, think, do you want to be a jet? Do you want to come back to Green Bay? Do you want to be in Vegas with Devontae? So if you can't think when it's light out, you're going to think in the dark. That's nice. And it costs... $18,383 to sit in the dark for four days. You get water, you get some rice in a bowl, and you get a little Rice Krispie treat once a day. That's it. $18,333. They need to borrow the ski mask 
that Hunter Dickinson wore to the Kohl Center last night because they're stealing money. My Lord. All right, and Risden is also part of the Detroit Lions podcast where during the offseason they're dropping those on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, we'll get to the quarterback carousel. We'll get to Rodgers in the uh, dark room. But you're the Lions right now. Uh, what's going on in Allen Park? What are they uh, preparing for as we do this? So right now they are still making sure that their coaching staff is staying intact. Uh, they hired Scotty Montgomery to take over for Deuce Staley as the running backs coach and assistant head coach. And then it comes out on Monday that he interviewed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be their offensive coordinator. Like four days after the Lions hired him. Shouldn't that have been part of the conversation before you hired him? Like, are you looking at other right. jobs, and, right? And we don't know that it wasn't, but we also don't know that it was. And I, I would like some clarity on that. We've asked numerous people on the Lions beat have asked about it. We've gotten nothing. Uh, so I, I'm going to give Montgomery the benefit of the doubt there that, that he's a stand-up guy and he let them know, like, hey, I've got this iron in the fire but I'm going to take the job here. Um, and, and from what it sounds like from talking to people in Tampa, uh, nobody wants that job. Nobody wants to be the guy that takes over after Brady's gone with a new offensive coordinator with one of the oldest offenses in the league. Uh, they're And a lame duck head coach. Uh, that's, that's a really difficult situation to hire into. So I, I don't think he's leaving, but there is a chance that they could lose um, – uh, assistant wide receivers coach Seth Ryan, son of Rex, um, is up for a couple of different jobs. He could wind up with the Colts. He used to work with Shane Steichen. In fact, they were roommates when they coached together with the Chargers. So they might they might have to do like a little bit of coaching shuffle. That's what they're looking at. But now their big thing is draft prep, free agency prep. Combine is in what two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. I'll be in Indy. Jeez, wow. Should probably get a hotel. <laughs> It's a fast offseason. It really is. Uh, but they're going through and, and making sure that their scouting boxes are all checked on all the guys that they want. Who can be a lion? Who won't be a lion? And, and I think one of the things that, that this regime does a very good job of that the prior two or three did not do, they're really good at finding guys that don't belong in Detroit. They will rule guys out because they're not a culture fit or they're not a scheme fit much better than, than Martin Mayhew did and certainly much better than Bob Quinn did. Uh, there, there's, uh, there's a lot of that that's going on right now. There are area scouts checking in with their, you know, the, the, the scouting directors, although uh, they did lose their, their director of collegiate scouting. He's now in Arizona, uh, Dave Sears. They're, they're, they're working with Ray Agnew, John Dorsey, uh, Chris Spielman, everybody who's involved in it. They're figuring out their exact path. You know, okay. Let's say, and they're figuring out free agency. They got holes. They know they have holes. They they've identified all that already. That was made pretty clear when I was down in Mobile and talking to a couple of people. They they know what they need. And what is it when you talk to those people? Is it what we've said? It's the shutdown corner. It's the edge rusher. It's the right guard that you know we've talked about. Yeah, uh, some defensive line depth, right? Yeah, I mean, these yeah, are pretty obvious things that yeah, they're, have they're, been discussed and that we've all seen. Yeah, they're they're definitely looking outside corner. Uh, they're looking at an off ball linebacker because uh, Alex Anzalone is a free agent. He might not be back. They are certainly looking at right guard. They are absolutely looking at quarterbacks because Jared Goff is the only one on the team. 
They're going to bring two more in this offseason. I know people don't want to hear that. You got to have three quarterbacks to run your well, training. And one camp. would be one would be free agent. I want a veteran as a backup to start, yes. and then another one would be what you've discussed that. Uh, if there's a great one sitting there on that second second round pick or even into the third round yeah. that you could groom for a couple years to see not only could they be a capable backup, because if golf goes off the next two years, you're probably going to extend him and he could and end up finishing gonna, his career in Detroit, right? And he's going to cost a lot of money to do that. Well, so you have a yeah. third rounder yeah. who can elevate and you get a veteran that might get you through two years, sign him exactly. to a two-year deal. I mean, that to me, th- th- this backup quarterback thing and all our conversations, uh, Jeff, is one of the most important things to address immediately in free agency. Oh, yeah. They got away with the last couple of years having Tim Boyle, David Blau, guys that didn't matter because they didn't have any expectations for the team to win. Now, this is a playoff team. Like, they expect to win the NFC North next year, and the fans should expect that as well. If Jared Goff hits his finger on a helmet and is out for a month, you can't go one and three and still make the playoffs. You got to go three and one, which is what your plan would be with golf. Like, you can't have that drop off. You've got to get better there. You have to. They know that. They've made that very clear uh, in a number of different situations from a number of different people. They are addressing it. Uh, but where do they address it? Is it free agency? Is it a guy like Cooper Rush? Is it a guy like Andy Dalton? Or do they go higher than that? Um, it, they're not getting Derek Carr, thankfully, but. There's uh there's a lot of that that's go- that's going on. They definitely want to bolster the defensive line, right guard. Obviously, they're quietly in the market for a receiver and a running back as well. With some free, do you think DJ is gone and there's going to be too much money in another offer? That that's certainly possible uh, with him because he's coming off of a good season. He was really good down the stretch when he was healthy, and they drafted Jamison Williams to do the exact same thing and. We, you're you're going to want to get some payback on that. Now, can they both play together? Heck, yes, they can. And I, the, the, I, I absolutely believe the Lions will try to bring DJ Shark back. But I think the Browns, the Bears, the Cowboys, all those teams are going to value him more than the Lions do. Just because the Lions have Amon Ross St. Brown. They have Chamo. They have Josh Reynolds coming back, who they actually really like. They have Khalif Raymond coming back, who they really like. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks. But And then they'll need to replace that. Um, it's it's the Quintez Cephas role from a year ago. The the they need that guy too because Cephas certainly won't be back. So they're they're looking at the little things like that and they're figuring out okay is it better to spend on free agency or do I draft that and where do I draft that how much do I value that? So they're balancing their uh, that's where they're you know talking with their scouts like. Will there be a second-round right guard who could start for us Exactly, that we could get, right? Yeah. I, you're not going to reach into the first round for an offensive lineman. I, I would I hope think, not. Well, your, your needs are <laughs> defense, and I agree with you what you've written at Lions Wire and also talked about on the Detroit Lions podcast. You know, I'm not in this replace Hawkinson, which is the easy outsider looking in uh, pick. Uh, the tight end position was fine at the end of the year. Matter of fact, with the way they finished at 8-2, and two, uh, what we talked about, uh, a corner who could uh, slow down opposing QBs and maybe their top wide receiver, uh, you're not going to get a sauce out there, but you know maybe we'll get a little like uh, appetizer, somebody who can do it and take away half the field. Uh, you're going to have a right guard, like I said, I think you can get in the third round. Uh, you're going to need that edge rusher, which you got 6 and 18, and 
some say, well, don't draft a cornerback at number six. Okay, well, you might draft him at 18 if you got your edge rusher who yeah, can change I mean, games at six, right, in the first round. Sauce at seven was pretty darn good. That's what I mean. Well, it, but, but, he, but a lot of people look at Akuda. I mean, the Lions track record scares people whenever you're taking anybody in that top ten because they're... Scar tissue, man. We're well, scarred. But they, they hit him Panay. Legit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you look here, number, ob- number obviously eight. you hit on Stafford, right? Yep. You know, um, but you've missed on, you know, the Mike Williams, the Charles Rogers. I mean, I don't want to go oh, revisit That those. was so long ago. I know. I, I, people got to let that crap go, man. No, I look at Sewell. It was a great pick. Yeah. You know, some wanted the flashy offensive guy, right? Or, or the defensive playmaker. Sure looks like they got Hutchinson right. Sure and, looks and Hutch, like. And right, from last year, Hutch is, uh, you know, the Pepsi rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, Pepsi you, sugar-free, add sugar, sugar more, you know, uh, you know how sugar many, me, uh, whatever uh, he got. Some that sugar award. Me. That, I, I got so many He was the Def Leppard Pepsi uh, NFL rookie of the year. <laughs> That's what we need. We need more uh, Def Leppard. He, he didn't win the NFL Honors Rookie of the Year. He did right? not, no. That sauce was, got that. That was Sauce. And, like, I'm not. I'm not going to say that Hutchinson wasn't deserving. Sauce was the best corner period in the NFL. In the NFL. Yeah. Like, you, I, I'm. I'm not going to diss that. <laughs> no, and that's what you hope. You know, again, that that's where it comes down to Holmes, uh, Campbell, the coaches, the scouting. Uh, they're all. They're all going through that right now because you, you begin with free agency. So if there is a corner that you think could take away half the field, and you don't have to spend those draft picks on it. And you know that this is an experienced CB, yep. then you take him. Yep. Same thing with an edge rusher. And then all of a sudden, you're six and eighteen. Might be Stroud, your quarterback of the future, if he's there at six. It very it, well be. It, it might be uh, another corner or defensive lineman or safety who's available at eighteen. I mean, this is where it all can change because it starts with free agency and then it rolls into the draft. 100%. And and for those of us who are doing mock drafts right now, and I actually have one rolling out tomorrow. All right, so um, in your mock draft, yeah. the early sneak peek from Jeff Frisden yeah. from the LionsWire.com, who are the Lions in your mock draft you're rolling out tomorrow? LionsWire, follow it on Facebook, Twitter, yep. uh, at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Who are the Lions taking at 6 and 18? Fans are going to like 6. I had Jalen Carter fall there. I might, wow. might might have had a little bit of manipulation in my mind to do that, but it it's, all that far. It, it's it is because the quarterbacks all rushing it, the rush for the quarterbacks. There, right? there are three quarterbacks. There's an offensive lineman, uh, Will Anderson. Mm. So there, there's there's and and Tyree Carter. So what you're banking on is that somebody will look at Anderson, yeah. with more value than Carter for right. So you have three quarterbacks and offensive an ed, linemen. An edge is inherently much more valuable than a defensive tackle. Well, you're right. If you do the three quarterbacks lineman and, and Will Anderson, that leaves Carter. Oh my yeah. God, could you imagine him in the middle? That would be with a the, lot of fun. With, He's with, the, with he, Hutch on that line. He is the closest thing to Indomitian Sue since since Sue came out in Nebraska in 2010. Be, he, the things he did with one hand, I still remember maybe it was the semifinal or SEC title game. I think it was SEC title game against LSU when he grabbed a lineman with each hand and yes. threw them aside like he was Whew. like he was a superhero. Like he's out of a Marvel movie. I need a cold towel. Yeah, Whew. that was that was LSU. That was <laughs> yes. the SEC. That was, and again, that was something else. Well, and, and all these coaching changes now that you just alluded to where Arizona and Indy have settled. When you look at the quarterback race right now 
for the carousel and whether it's Rodgers and where he will end up or Carr or Jimmy G, right, who will be released uh, in yeah. the middle of March. Ryan Tannehill is going to be out there, Ryan, too. Yeah, Ryan they're Tan- not paying And the Lamar Jackson it. story isn't finished that in one, Baltimore. Who knows what's going on there? You know, could they do a, a – I don't know with you, – you might know this better with all the cap dates and times. Could they trade him away? I mean, could they deal? But then they're taking the big cap they, hit, they right? Could, they could franchise tag him and then trade him. They can do that. Uh, I don't know if he'd want that. Did the Redskins do that with Cousins, or did they just his franchise tags ran out the second one? They they just they just they franchised him twice and right. then let him go. Right, right. So yeah. he they they did it twice. And, with and him. Kirk, God bless him, man. He's the smartest man in, in the NFL financially, taking all those short term deals like that, getting getting guaranteed signing bonuses every time. Brilliant, brilliant. And then he gets a big deal with yeah. uh, the Vikings, and probably will. Finish out his career there. Uh, and, and probably so. So back to the mock. I had Jalen Carter at 6, 18, Brian Branch, safety. He will be the new Will Harris in Detroit. I like that. Yeah. I'm fine. I, I, again, I, I think. Corner safety slot guy. Right. Great, so, great coverage coming from Nick Saban, who knows how to train. He's a defensive backs coach at heart. He turns turns him out really well. He is as good as Mika Fitzpatrick was when Mika came out. Take it, SEC guys. Uh the track record's there. Yes. And how they pan out in the NFL. Yeah. Right? Not always, but yeah, higher than most places. Better than taking a Big 12 guy. Well, they look like sure. NFL players when they're at Georgia and Alabama. <laughs> if you've seen Brian Branch, yeah, he's he's legit. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm cool with that. I, I really am. I, it, it will be who's there at six. Because yeah. then you're going to have what you said. If, if the three quarterbacks aren't gone... Then you're going to, and they're still like, let's say Stroud is still there. Man, there are going to be some teams offering up a big package to the Lions at six, aren't there? 100%. You look at like Carolina, you look at, well, Baltimore, if Baltimore loses Lamar, I mean, they do have Tyler Hundley who somehow made a Pro Bowl despite being awful. Uh, but Tennessee is going to be in the market for a quarterback if Tannehill leaves that. I, they bench Malik Willis for Josh Dobbs. Like you can't, you can't tell. They those said fans. the experiment's done. We made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Malik, the, yeah. the kid out of Liberty, yeah. where a lot of people were thinking he was going to be a top three or four pick. Right? He was uh, one of the consensus choices to be the number two pick last year at around this time. Man, it, I, crazy enough. Um, yeah, it's it, nuts. Yeah, but uh, there, there's there's going to be some guys that are out there that will have a sway on it. But yeah, the the quarterback. Seattle is a big one because they can stick with Geno Smith for another year and buy time, but they've got a lot of draft picks. They have Denver's draft, basically. They can do whatever they want. If they want Will Levis, and I don't know why they would, but somebody's taking Will Levis before the Lions get a chance to. He, he will be gone in the top five. If you're, if you're doing a mock draft and you don't have Will Levis in your top five, it's wrong. Uh, as much as you want to disagree with that, and I disagree with it, he's not a first-round pick to me. He will be a top five pick. <laughs> so that, that, that's... And that's the dynamic. Like, who falls out of that? Is it going to be Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, who's six foot six, two hundred seventy five pounds, thirty six and a half inch long arms, wins with strength, can can play inside, can play outside. He's a lot like Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, that type. He's a very easy projection for Arizona, where they had Chandler Jones and then J.J. Watt, and both those guys are gone now, and they have a defensive minded head coach coming in. Like that, that that's that's a very plausible opportunity for them to, to rebuild their defense around. So th- there is certainly a chance that Jalen Carter falls to six. Would I say it's a great chance? No, but there's absolutely a chance for it. 
Yeah, because uh, the Cardinals have done really good things taking guys from Texas Tech and people inside their organization uh, there. Hello, Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury. Uh, Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com. You can follow the Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter, part of the USA Today uh, Network, joining us uh, in studio this afternoon, talking Lions offseason. We'll get to the quarterback carousel in the NFL. If you have a Lions question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also uh, opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word Huge to 21,000. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. The Grand Rapids Gold have just wrapped up a nice four-game homestand. They play their home games inside Van Andel Arena. Get a chance, try and see them this season in downtown GR. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office, and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Sun, 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 fun, fun, fun. That boat show music is back, and so is the Grand Rapids Boat Show. Gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, key, relax. Everyone's making tracks. Boat show, gotta go, everyone. In the sun. Come on down, get it done. Just that water for some fun. Michigan's most spectacular boat show cruises into the Moss Place. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, February 15th through 19th. Get that boat and get that deal. Check out over 400 boats. Spacious new family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, center consoles, and deluxe pontoons. Great Lakes cruises and motor yachts to 42 feet. For a complete boat line listing and to plan your visit, go to grboatshow.com. Also, Tommy's Wake and Surf Shop for boatwear and lakeside attire. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable raft from Action Water Sports. We have the boats. That's only at the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday at DeVos Place. GRBoatShow.com Life as a grown-up. Not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question. Does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. To 
We are back on the huge show across Michigan Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything high school sports at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and watch live and archive boys and girls high school sports in Michigan at MHSAA.tv. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network, also one of the co-hosts on the Detroit Lions podcast you can hear on YouTube. He's joining us in studio, talking Lions off-season. So last segment we talked about preparing uh, for the next two things, which would be the Combine and also free agency. And then we mentioned your first mock draft, which will drop tomorrow at lionswire.com. Uh, the coaching situation, get that stabilized. Uh, you're looking at a team that um, I'm seeing most odds have them in the top 12 uh, to win the Super Bowl, have them in the top four in the NFC. I, I'm going into 2023, uh, you, you have to double-click and make sure it's not the onion or something. Exactly. And the fact is they are the number one odds of all the NFC North teams. Better than Minnesota. Better than Green Bay. Um, I'm not going to bring up Chicago because they're at the bottom, but... Yeah, it's legit, man. Well, what if Rodgers comes back to Green Bay? Does that change his clear path to win the I, I NFC would, North? I would line? think so if he emerges from his his darkness and and decides that he wants to shine light on. Are you Green tired Bay of year. Aaron Rodgers oh, every offseason? Oh, absolutely, and I will tell you, the people who cover the Packers and the people who root for the Packers are very tired of it too. They are ready to be done. They they respect what he's done. They they. And they're scared to death, honestly, that Jordan Love is not the answer. But they want to find out. And I think just all the drama that's always... like It ended poorly with Brett Favre there in much the same way. And that he was just an... And I've, I've called him this man. He's an attention whore. And Aaron Rodgers, as much as he rebelled against that with Favre, is the same dude. Like, he's doing the same thing. And that, that that's tough, man. Like, I, I know a couple guys who write for the Packers pretty pretty well. And they're... They're exhausted. They don't. They don't necessarily want him to go. They just want this gesturing wildly at everything to stop. <laughs> to me, I look at the situation, and I I thought with Hackett, the former Broncos coach, uh, joining Salah as his offensive coordinator, it seemed the tea leaves said Rodgers to the Jets, and that still could happen. It could. But also, I look at you know when you talk about the attention which he would love in New York, but that can go both ways. Yes, in New York City. Yes, it can. Okay, I mean, ask it, Zach Wilson about yeah, that. Yeah, you win, you're king, right? <laughs> ask any Yankee, ask any Mad, ask anybody with the Knicks, uh, you know, the Rangers. <laughs> you, you can go down the list here. Uh, you know, I do wonder if I'm Aaron Rodgers in Vegas, you're not, you, NFL is in front and center there. No. Okay, that's the entertainment mecca of the world. Uh, you have Devontae Adams. You don't have that go-to guy. Uh, you are in a much tougher division uh, with the Raiders. Uh, you have the Bills really to get by in the AFC East and maybe a little bit with Tua uh, and the Dolphins, and you never can count out uh, Belichick and the Patriots. But I'm curious what seems to be the best fit for him. And it yeah. might be... It might be a Tampa where you got the NFC South. There could be that wild card third team that we don't know about that he's saying, hey, I'll go there and be the savior. But then you're following in the footsteps of Tom Brady, right? right. Yeah, and, and that's that's a tough sell for him. It, it sure feels like Carr is going to either New Orleans or Tampa Bay. 
and and there's a lot of like he he rejected that he was in New Orleans talking with them and the basic gist that I got from it was I want to go to New Orleans but I don't want to I don't want them to give up assets to get me because that weakens my new team just cut me and I'll go there so I so he could sign soon with New Orleans he can sign today if he wants right. to he's yeah. free that nobody else nobody else has that so Carr is going to be the first domino to fall he he does not want to wait for free agency he's got to sign now because that that's his leverage that that he's going to set that quarterback market and if you're a Lions fan, you better hope that he's not setting it too terribly high because he and Jared Goff are roughly the same caliber of quarterback. I would argue that Jared Goff is better than Derek Carr. He certainly was in 2022. So when Jared Goff in, at the end of the 2023 season comes out and says, hey, that guy got $40 million a year and I'm better than him and he can prove it, uh, that's, that's when you're running into trouble if you're Detroit, when you've got to have some serious conversations about finances that they, they haven't had to have in a long time. So you wonder with Carr knowing he can beat Rodgers and Jimmy G to the punch, why him and his representation are saying, let's get our deal first. Right. So we get to pick our spot. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and that that will set up what happens with with Rodgers and with uh, Ryan Sandhill, Lamar Jackson, um, but I think all I, those other guys. I, I don't know if Jackson's going to move and they'll force his hand. Uh, in Baltimore, yeah, that, that's and, a wild situation. And if he becomes available, there's there are very few teams that aren't better with Lamar Jackson. And Detroit, I said Detroit, Atlanta. De- I, I said Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, Houston makes a lot of sense if they if they don't want to get. Do a you remember when uh, golf was struggling to start the year? A lot of people were calling when the Lamar Jackson drama just began in Baltimore. I think after he got hurt, yeah. And the Lions are you know one and six, two and six at the time. People were saying trade for Lamar with the Lions. That's not going to happen now. No, it's not. But I would explore it. He's he's better than golf. He's he's better than just about long term. Yeah, hundred percent. Imagine if they drop that. <laughs> yeah, and you, the thing is, with the way the NFL is, what now, about the, like, the salary cap and the money he's asking? All right, so let's just say for this hypothetical huge show, Jeff yeah. Risden, Lions Wire, Detroit Lions podcast situation. If the Lions did get in with the Baltimore Ravens front office and cut a deal for Lamar Jackson. What does he do to their salary cap? First off, they would have to trade Goff back, <laughs> like with him, right? We, so, yeah, yeah. So Bal- Goff, so Goff goes to Baltimore, right? And this is all hypothetical. Uh, yeah, 100%. don't start this, tweeting out that Risden said that uh, Lamar Jackson is being traded. No, no this is Lions. This, so Goff, this, Goff goes back to Baltimore. Yeah, he would have to, right? And they get a quarterback, and that's right. what they want, yeah. right? Yeah, he might not be what they well, want. Yeah, but in fact, I would guess he's not what they want. But, but. you know what? Uh, for the division they're in, it's not exactly quarterback central. No, uh, okay, <laughs> certainly not. All right, so other than they, Joe Burrow, Joe right, Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we'll go Joe Burrow, yeah. right? Yeah, he's, Fantastic. he's great. It just depends if the officials are with or are against him. It'd be uh, nice if they had an offensive lineman that could make the Lions team, too. Exactly. All right, so <laughs> if, they're, if they so they trade Goff, they're going to guarantee him, what does he want, $240 million guaranteed or something? So Deshaun got 230 guaranteed. I, I think Lamar asked for 240 wasn't or 220 two, He should ask for 240 because he's better than Deshaun Watson. Right, right, so he's at 240 and I say that as a Deshaun Watson fan of what he's done on the field. Lamar's better. So does that cripple the Lions, or is that it manageable? Would, they would have to do things. Um, they would have to go to the bank of Taylor Decker and renegotiate with their left tackle. 
it will prevent them from signing outside free agent help. It, it will be a case of we're bringing back Will Harris. We're bringing back Alex Anzalone. We're bringing back all these guys that most fans want gone because we can't afford anybody better anymore. That's the trade-off that you get. So is Lamar worth all that? Probably. But you really, you really feel I, that I, way. I absolutely do. I, I think he's, I think he's one of the top five players in the league. Uh, the, his ability to do things. So if you look with, at their with, offensive with, line, if you look at their strength, their strength right now is on the offensive right. side of the ball. And they have res, his receivers in Baltimore have been a running joke. They're all tiny. Like you, people get on him for not being accurate. Lamar's throwing to guys that are five seven with short arms, like Hollywood Brown. He's in he's in Arizona now. He's got the smallest catch radius of any human I've ever seen. He's the he's roughly the size of my eighth grade daughter, <laughs> who by the way was just signed by the Ravens to a two year deal. Rizda with all those NFL connections, they, they actually and they, she won't be going to Zelani. She'll be going straight to Ravens camp this summer to their junior fun. Ravens program. That'd be fun. That's Wouldn't fun. that be great? That sounds like a Disney movie. It, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Need a dog in there somewhere. You do. Your bud. <laughs> you got to have fun with these things. Oh, that's a, that's a great. That, didn't they do like Air Bud 5 too? Yes, they did. Oh, my God. I, I, I unfortunately. At what point do you just keep the back door open and let them run to the I'm, uh, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s, but my siblings were children of the late 80s and 90s, and I had to watch them a lot, and I had I to watch all those crap movies. We oh. watch the kids' movies. I mean, oh. Dora, Dora the Explorer. I was ready to just get lost in the Mayan jungle and move on. One of the okay. greatest things my son ever said, and I remember the day he said it. He was five years old. He said, Daddy, I don't like Diego anymore. I was like, hallelujah! Or Blue's Clues. Oh, oh, that was, remember that? The, the worst was Caillou. Nothing's worse than Caillou. Whiny little. <laughs> hated that. I yeah, hated that. There you go. Uh, welcome to our dad world and watching those <laughs> kids' videos. And you had to sit there with them, right? Because they want you to sit there. Daddy, sit with us. Yeah. Uh, watch it. You're like going. And then you start knowing the episodes because oh, they're replaying the DVD disc. And you start. All right. This is where Dora should get eaten yeah. by the cobra. And it doesn't happen. Uh, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire uh, dot com joining us in studio. The Lamar thing is interesting yeah, because if you are knocking on the door. So if they add a Lamar. Okay, oh, man. in the hypothetical situation. That yeah, this is 100% make-believe. Make-believe. 100%. Okay. We're coming but, out of the dark room. But if they did trade for him and added him, where does that elevate them in the NFC and the NFL? So let's say if they're, if, if they're projected top 12, 13 right now on you know the Sportsbook and DraftKings big board on odds to win the Super Bowl, where do they go if they had Lamar? They could be... They could be the NFC favorite because Philadelphia's got a lot of free agents that they're losing. And losing two coordinators. They lost both their coordinators. They, so they could go to NFC favorite. You're going to get in the NFL. San Francisco is going to be really good. Right. They, they're, they're right there. But will Brock Purdy, you know, was that magical and is it legit? And that, that's, a, that's another quarterback situation that nobody knows what's happening. Jimmy what, G's going. It, it sure looks that way. And it's Trey Lance or Purdy. Right. So here's one thing I will say where I do like the the Lamar Jackson idea. In the NFL, the Lions aren't going to put together a 10-year run. You get a window, right. you get a window with salary cap and money where you can win. And to say you're going to park guaranteed 4 years of Lamar at 60 million, Rodgers is making 59 million. It's a market, right? That's right. If you're going to park him for 4 years in Detroit and give Detroit 4 Chances to win a Super Bowl. Gimme. 
Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it with golf or are you gonna do it with Lamar? Yeah. Well, well your better chance. Yes. Four times. Yes. You get four runs. Mm. I'll, I'll take Lamar over. And Lamar on turf. Much. Compared yeah. to Lamar on grass. In, right? the new, in the new turf, which is supposedly going to be better. But yeah, it's the same so, turf that they use in the Super Bowl from Oklahoma State Turf School. Uh, they're they're getting a lot of orders right now. How how bad was that in the Super Bowl? That was Bowl? brutal. The fact that it was actual like golf grass and they didn't like you've golfed. I know and you're a golfer. You know that there's condensation that happens with golf grass when the sun goes down. The fact that they didn't figure that out for a night game in the desert. Come on. Well, you know, it's horrible. You know, first if I'm the NFL, I never do natural grass. I always I make sure either. my field is the best artificial field possible. 100% with you on that. And that way you the, the field doesn't come into play. It doesn't. I, I had a great story from the Super Bowl Sunday at Tullymore up in Canadian Lakes. My buddy Bob Skibby had Chiefs 0, Eagles 7 on his $500 per quarter winnable squares game with his people at work, right? And so it's it's seven seven. Remember the Chiefs are going to kick the field goal, right? That's right. And he, he's go. And all of a sudden his son Brandon goes, "Hey, I'm looking here on DraftKings. The odds for a field goal to doink off an upright before the game were like plus four seventy five. And he goes, "Oh man, this this KC kicker is just money." And all of a sudden it's doink, and he doesn't win. He doesn't win the oh. quarter because that happened with about a minute and a half left. That's right. It in did. the first quarter. That, that was a good Super Bowl. I, I, I know, enjoyed I, it. I know it was holding at the end, but man, uh, the ball wasn't catchable. Uh, if it was close to the receiver, I might have thrown it. But if I'm the official, I kind of look. But I know they call that hold after that's, five that, yards. That was, that was a tough one, man. And I know. Because if you let it go, then the other side's screaming all day. Exactly. Right? Right. And and they would have, and rightfully so. Like, if you if you do let that go, like, hey, I, what are we and doing And A.J. Here? Brown and Juju Schuster, based on Twitter, are probably going to get together and hang out. Can you believe that? I'd like to be a fly on that wall. I saw LeGarrette Blunt come jump in on that Twitter conversation. What's he been doing lately? Oh my God! Is he still? He's not. Is he still with the Chiefs? I believe he's done. I, I was going to say. I yeah. think he's been done. He was with like fifteen teams, wasn't he? He he played for. He played in Detroit for a little. But you know, a call's a call, whether it's in the first uh, series of the game or the last series of the game. Just the timing of it. I, I do. I do wish that the NFL has altered rules for the playoffs, like their overtime rule was different until this year, right? Right. That have a sky judge that in the final two minutes, a sky judge, just as they do the expedited review, right, which I thought worked pretty well, a sky judge would say holding, no holding, uh, you know, pass interference, no pass interference, get the call right so the video evidence is there for all to see. That's going to be something that comes up at the NFL owners meetings in March. Uh, It's something that the XFL actually did. With Dean Blandino, um, who's a, a good friend of the Detroit Lions podcast. He's actually came to our podcast training camp party a couple of seasons ago. Great guy. He was their guy who did that. He's like, I'm, I was the eye in the sky. I think the sky this. judge should be the extra yeah. ref anyway. That is something that a lot of teams are going to push for, the Lions included. And I think by having the sky judge, you would eliminate the referee having to go over under the hood all the time. I will tell you. The amount of things that those refs have to, the, the officials, each one of them has to consider and look for on every individual play, it's staggering 
it, it's it's quite honestly amazing that they get right as much as they do because they are so they are responsible for so much. They've got to they've got to pare down that rule book and give the if you're the back judge, there are 16 different things you're responsible for looking at in a three to six second. Do play. the sky judge Adam Adam to the crow yeah, or you, her? You can't you cannot expect those guys to pull that off. They're human, and and we get frustrated with them. We certainly get frustrated with the officials, but. When you look at all the responsibility that they have, they're set up to fail by the, the complexity of the rulebook and the, the amount of responsibility that they have. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, online, LionsWire.com. Also, he's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear weekly. Uh, just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan on this Wednesday broadcast. If you have a Lions NFL question, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word Huge to 21000. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar with prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss Sweet Rewards, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. The movie moved you, but the stage play will blow you away. It's Jacarius Johnson's New Jack City, live on stage. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. They were at the top of their game, but when loyalty and trust takes a hit. TMB. Man, we all we got. So does survival. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. Starring Big Daddy Kane, Stretch from Naughty by Nature, Flex Alexander, yeah. the original G Money, Alan Payne, and Gary Dordan. February 23rd at the Vox Performance Hall. Tickets to Ticketmaster. There's more to love for less at Meyer. Pick up mouth-watering certified Angus Beef Boneless New York Strip Steak and pair it with farm-fresh peach or raspberry bubbly Moscato. Get 30% off select Valentine's Day candles and set the table with a three-rose arrangement. Don't forget the sweets. Buy one, get one 25% off Valentine's candy. Find everything you need for a tasty, love-filled Valentine's Day with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Bean Garter. Now, they're one of the top accounting and business firms in Michigan and all across the Midwest and America. They've also partnered with Dorn Mayhew on the east side of the state, and they are stronger than ever before. Just go to BeanGarter.com to find out more. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. I also want to thank Tom Rosenbach and his team for their support during the Beat Huge contest from the fall of 2022 through the big game this past Sunday. We had thousands of entries all season long, and thanks to all of you who took part at thehugeshow.net, and we'll be announcing that winner uh, during this week, and somebody's going to get $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. Find out more how they can help any business, big or small, all across the state of Michigan, all across the Midwest, and even coast to coast. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. 
Back on the huge show across Michigan, a Wednesday broadcast presented by Mark Ewell and his team at the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Playoff time is here for the winter sports. Follow everything at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook. We actually get the boys and girls district basketball coming up. I think wrestling postseason is underway. Hockey is getting ready to start. Go to MHSAA.com, also live and archived Boys and girls high school sports at MHSAA.tv. Jeff Risden has a son, Lane, who's at Zeeland East. Big man, 6'9", can shoot it from the outside, handle the paint. Uh, what district are they in? The district start first week of March, right? Yeah, we've got uh, next week of regular season and then one more game after that. So he's got four or five regular season games left in this district. They're in, they're in a tough one. Uh, Hudsonville's in there, Holland, Zeeland West. Uh, Granville, it could be a fun district. Yeah, I can't wait. West love, Ottawa. Yeah, I love the postseason and sports. And good luck to Lane and Zeeland East uh, in the Michigan High School Athletic Association uh, postseason. Again, follow everything, MHSAA.com. Also, if you want to check out your favorite teams, whether it's the Wings, who are playing great hockey right now, Michigan or Michigan State basketball, the Pistons, and more. Uh, they're on all the TVs at all brands, Steakhouse and Grills. You'll find the brands in Bay City if you listen on 100.9 FM. Brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids, if you listen on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. Brands in Holland, off of US 31 in James, if you tune in on WHTC. Johnny Brands has his location in Granville, just west of GR. And also Johnny has his location on Leonard, downtown GR, right off of 131 and Mike Brand Sr. has the brands in Cascade just east of Grand Rapids. All the games on all the TVs, all your favorite teams, and also all your brands' favorites from the Wings, Prime Rib Sandwich, the Burgers are Awesome, World Famous Sizzler, and more. Stop in to your local brands and enjoy happy hours twice a day at all brands' locations. And if you can't make it out, a lot of people order in for pickup or delivery. Just go to brands.com. That is brands.com. You can order in, have it delivered, or pick up uh, at your local brand's location. And for the one close to you, go to brands.com. And for that next big wings, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State game, I'm trying to think between the four who will have big games. I guess we'll go with... Michigan State and the Wings, and maybe watch those two teams at your local brands across the huge radio network. Tournaments coming up too. Yeah, we got the Mag tournament. That's another thing, Jeff. Boy, line them up. Uh, Go to brands.com for more info. Big, bad, huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on a Wednesday broadcast being heard statewide on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen online at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in America where you have mobile service. Nothing says a great vacation like listening to The Huge Show on the iHeart app when you're down in Florida. Maybe Gulf Shores, uh, just search the huge show on the iHeart app. But I will tell you, uh, a lot of TVs now have the iHeart app, so you can listen at home. Uh, the iHeart app is in most newer vehicles. Just search the huge show, so it's all sitting there. Superfly Hayes, the most excited producer in radio history, is behind the glass. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network, and also a co-host on the world-famous Detroit Lions podcast, you can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. He's joining us in studio, talking Lions all season, the NFL, uh, the QB carousel, uh, and more. I was looking at some of the post-Super Bowl power uh, rankings, and uh, the Lions, based on their finish, Jeff, and I know we've talked about this uh, last hour a little bit, uh, but the love they're getting, the respect uh, that they're getting. Uh, people aren't saying they're going to win uh, the NFC or the Super Bowl, but I'm looking at the Lions are sitting at 14 in the CBS Sports uh, power poll out of 32 NFL teams. So if you split that between the AFC and NFC, and I, we mentioned in I think one of the DraftKings, you know, futures board that they're the fourth best odds yeah. to win the NFC. Last time I checked, I mean, it's there. It's all there for the taking. It's and, absolutely there for them. And the, the fact that we're talking about this and it's like, it's like matter of fact, like, yeah, they are that good. The, finishing eight and two after the start that they had and the way that they did it bringing back their coordinators, basically keeping the coaching staff almost completely intact that they needed, that's, yeah, they should be thought of that way. They were one of the best teams in the NFL down the stretch, and there's no reason to think that they can't carry that over. Doesn't mean they will, but there, there's certainly no reason why they can't. And, and adding in all the draft, they have five of the first 85 picks in the draft. They have money to spend in free agency. They're not really losing anybody vital on their own, like on their own free agency. Like they're losing, okay, they could lose Alex Anzalone. They could lose Will Harris. They could lose DJ Shark. Like these these are replaceable players. Like the arrow is definitely pointing up for Detroit. And we're saying that again, like factually, like there's, there's no doubt about it. Like I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I think people outside Detroit see it more than, than Lions fans do. Because we're used to a hope. With the Lions, you know, yes. Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid, we can go down yeah. uh, the list. We've had Barry, you had Calvin, you had Stafford. You had one playoff win between them, zero between Calvin and Stafford. And I think the hump is the playoffs. Right. That if they get that home playoff game at Ford Field and they win it, even if they would turn around and lose the next week, 
Or so let's say they got to the you know final four of the NFC, right? Or, <laughs> or, or but they won a home playoff game. Woo. That that to me is the bridge that yeah. they need to get to this year. I agree with that. that and and really, I, I I prefer a home playoff game. But even if they were a uh, eleven and six wild card, let's just say that you know Minnesota for some reason went twelve and five, but they were so darn lucky last year in the fourth quarter. But they have eleven. 11 one-score wins or, yeah. or, or 11 come from behind? or Ele- 11 one-score wins. They were 11-0 and 0 Yeah, so one-score I, I saw that stat like in the, uh, I guess, in one of the boxes at the end of the year. So uh, that's the hump for the Lions. And I think their fan base has just been, you know, stomped on so much. And that's why you heard that roar this year, Jeff, and you were at Ford Field. I have never heard it like that this year or ever like I heard it this year. The it, the noise of the crowd. It was legit and it was sustained. It wasn't just like you no. know fits and stars where they you know they got the pump up meter thing going no, no, on. No, no, no. It, it was it was legit. You know, and I, I I do our Bud Light, you know, Mick Ultra parties at Tin Roof and I could feel it that the fans are ready that they have Oh yeah. And I know Lions fans have always been ready to win, but that it's there, and and that was based on the finish from Campbell's first year, right? Right. Remember so now, the, you, now they, you even you you went from one and six to finish eight and two. It's even at a uh, another level. I, I even looked in the club seats, and I think there's a. Uh, if I'm not wrong, they told me in the email that there's a waiting list now. There is for season tickets. Yeah, and they are uh, there. It's not easy to get move up in that list because nobody's giving up their tickets. Uh, I know several people who hold season tickets. They're they're excited. They're uh, and they're not selling them either. By the way, they're keeping like they want to go to these games. That's what I mean. I mean, you have that's, that's not what you get when you're in Dallas or Las Vegas. Like those people are they're getting season tickets as investments so they can sell them to people from out of town or. No, these Lions fans they are going to the Lions games because they're going to watch this team. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Win. Well, and, and winning means that those season ticket holders would have first shot at the playoff tickets at Ford Field, right? That's right, exactly. And that's where I'm at, that this team, unless there was just catastrophic injuries on both sides of the football, uh, they're a playoff team. And I'm looking at, again, these are the Lions that were like at 30 earlier in the season, you know, when they were 1-6. and six. They were like number 29, number 30 in the same CBS Power Poll and here they are at number 14 on the way up, and it says this, which will lead into my next question. This young team will challenge for the division title in 2023. They improved in a big way this past season. We mentioned the window, and their window may be a little bit longer than normal NFL winning windows because this team is so young. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Where you've got all the three rookies from last year, you've got you've got a lot of very good young talent on this team. Remember, Michael Brockers was the only guy over thirty, and he was the worst guy on the defense. Yeah, and he won't be back. Uh, that, that that will be taken care of. Well, shortly. what's Akuto's role moving forward with the Lions? That's a good question. I think they want to know the, the answer to that. Uh, he will be given a chance to compete for a starting job, but I think they probably would like it if he didn't win that. Honestly. I, th- I think it's too inconsistent. Yeah, so they have to make a decision. One of the things that they have to do, we talked about it last hour, they have to decide whether they want to give him his fifth-year option. They have until, 
uh, March, late May, actually, to early May, right after the draft, to start to decide whether they want to pick up his contract option for 2024, which will be 11 million. I want I don't to say. see that. I don't think they're picking it up either. No, um, that's a big number for a guy right. that is inconsistent. And, and that, that, by the way, is fully guaranteed money. And that's it. Doesn't mean that they have to get rid of him. Like they can sign him to a contract before then if they want. But that that would lock them in. Um, it gets bad when you pick up an option and then you don't want the player anymore. That's what the Browns did with Baker Mayfield last year, and they wound up paying him $16 million to watch him play in Carolina and Los Angeles. So You don't want to do that. Well, what is the window, Jeff, from you? You look at the age of this team, right? I think they're the youngest in the NFL, correct? They are. All right. So the age of the Lions, what is their winning window starting in the fall? Uh, moving on. You're How look, long is it? You're looking at, at a good three years, maybe four years, because at that point, then you've got to pay Amon Ra, you've got to pay Panay, you've got to pay a lot of these. You're going to have to pay Hutchinson at that point. And that's going to mean that you're going to have to make a lot of fundamental changes. By that point, Taylor Decker is probably going to be gone. Frank Ragnow could be gone by then. Like you've that The core team that you've got now is 2023, 2024, 2025. That's, that's your window to win with that group. God, the more, the more I think about trading for Lamar Jackson, <laughs> the more I'm with you. Well, we're having that. fun with that hypothetical. No, aren't I know. We? I, I know. I, I, you have that short window. And if you're going to have to guarantee him 60 mil a year for right. four years, it's almost like picking up Cabrera in his prime when the Tigers got him, right? Yeah. They're overpaying for him now at the end of his career, but. Uh, when he was, that's what you do when you're when trying to win. When they acquired him, he helped them win. He did, right? Yep. He was in his prime, we can call it. And that would be, mm, that, you know, it'd be like the wings back old school getting Hashik or something, oh, right? It's, yeah. If you could get Lamar Jackson in a trade with the Ravens, mm, it's uh, that's it's not crazy because I, I don't think he's ever going to play in Baltimore. I think he'd be the type of guy. What would he if his franchise tag is going to be what? You know, oh, the franchise tag for him will be, I believe, it's thirty-seven and a half million. So is he going to sit out and not take that money? I doubt it. That would be his if he really doesn't want to play in Baltimore anymore. That's his best recourse. Is okay. You tag me, I'm sitting. You, you guys pay me thirty-seven million dollars to not play football this year. <laughs> and he just says, "I'm yeah. you're not going to force me. I right. my knee hurts, my toe hurts. Yeah. Uh, just what he did. The way what, what he did the rest of the season after he got hurt." Because you knew he was saving himself, hopefully, for a trade, right? The the fact that he didn't come back with the quote-unquote week-to-week injury after a whole lot of weeks where a lot of his teammates thought that he could play and his coaches thought he could play, that's that that's a move to get out. That's a major it, it, distraction. It has to be viewed as a, a move to get out oh, of that, the Baltimore. That's when you go make a deal with the Lions. They're in the NFC. They're not in the AFC. It's the perfect... Uh, who else? Okay, NFC right now. Think about this. Okay, so they wouldn't trade him. It's kind of like Rodgers to the AFC, right? right? Yeah, they don't want him in the NFC. Okay, that's for so sure. <laughs> Rodgers isn't going to go to Tampa. He's not going to go to New Orleans. Carr will probably end up in New Orleans. You're going to get the Jets or uh, the Raiders, right? right? Pretty much, right? That makes for, sense. Yeah. For Rodgers. Yes. So if it's Lamar and you're trading him to the NFC, he's going to want to go to a place where he could win, right? right. He doesn't want to go to Atlanta, right? Atlanta, yeah. Doesn't want to go to Tampa. No, no. Oh, God, no. Nobody no. wants to go to Tampa. They can't get. A, they can't get anybody. They want. They've interviewed Jeff. eleven people for their offensive coordinator job. Not one of them has said, "I want this because job." You don't. You, you think <laughs> Bowles is probably going to be gone after this year? He might not even make it through the year. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So you're unless you're a guy who thinks you could elevate 
uh, to be the head coach. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, but that Lamar that Lamar thing is not crazy, Jeff, because you talk about a three-year window. Yeah. So a- if you got to pay him for that fourth year where you're paying him because he helped win a Super Bowl in those first three years, that, that's a lifetime Oh, gee darn. I'm, I'm going I'm well, to be so upset about Miguel paying money you're paying win. right now. Exactly. Right? You're, you're paying him on the backside. Cowboys did it with Emmitt Smith. They gave him a big deal on the backside after you, uh, Jerry won all the Super Bowls. Yeah. You get those thank you contracts, that's right? exactly right. You know, but the NFL is different now, so you're not going to get the guy who's going to be there 12 years with the team. Exactly. And he that, may be, if you're not winning, or he's coming back and he's doing the tour uh, and he's circling back to your team, but if your window is three years, maybe tops four, and Lamar wants four years guaranteed at 240, 240 250, which, yeah. which is 60 mil a year, Ooh, and the Ravens will get golf in return, which. This past season, Pro Bowl, right? He did make the Pro Bowl. You got a guy that wants to play, they, and they, they trade him to the Lions, and the Lions elevate to arguably the number one seed in the NFC. It would be hard to mm. it would be hard to argue against them being great. Again, it's not gonna happen. Like we gotta make that clear. It's not gonna happen. We're not saying this is what is gonna happen. We're we're having fun playing this out because it's it how could it happen? And and it would have to and again it would have to be that the new offensive coordinator in Baltimore they fired Greg Roman good job by the way he needed to go uh, whoever it is will want to have Jared Goff be his quarterback and say I'm changing our offense from being built around Lamar's legs Lamar running for 800 yards throwing on the run extending plays um, having a, a largely immobile offensive line um, that isn't as good as Detroit's. And wanting that to, to work, uh, and that that's going to be a real tough sell. When you can get, but isn't this all really not on the Ravens? I know that it's a partnership, but if Lamar refuses to show up for training camp, if he is telling them right now, I am not playing. Yeah, are they going to play hardball to flush their season down the drain with Hunley? Just to send a message, or do they want to move on from Lamar? And that, that's, I don't think anybody knows that answer yet. And, that, and that's, that's, that's where the Lions could swoop in, or right. Holmes throws out, hey, if you guys ever are interested. Right. You just plant that little seed. I that, got golf here, because think about it. What deals could they make with Lamar? Not not Atlanta. They're going to get rid of They don't want a young quarterback. Where, where are they going to get something in return right. with a quality starting quarterback that could lead you to the AFC North? You know, it's it's... I will tell you, Dak Prescott would make some sense. Dallas making a splash. You know, Jerry Jones would want to do Taking that. Taking Lamar. Yeah. Because Dak looks like, Dak's, ever since he tore up that ankle, he hasn't been the same quarterback because he can't run like he used Dak to. Dak is so good, but also not good. And it, uh, it's... So that, good and not good. One. You sound like Tony Romo doing a game with... Uh, oh, my goodness. Jim Nance. You're like... Hey, what do you think of, hey, hello, my friends. Jeff, you think Dak is so good, but not good. <laughs> Tony Romo asking Jim Nance, I'm sorry, I didn't see what happened on that play. When that's literally your job, dude. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's making 17 he, mil a year. Is, isn't Brady joining Fox number one booth this fall, right? He is, and, uh, and that frustrates me because I think Greg Olson is fantastic. Did you see Greg Olson's going to have to take a pay cut from $10 million to $3 million? It's Horrible. And because that's great. Well, they're paying Brady, like, what, $20 mil or something? $25 mil. And they don't know that he, like, now I've heard him. Uh, I don't know if that Burkhardt is a big enough voice to be there with Brady. I don't. I, yeah, he's going to. They need, they need, an. you know what they need to do is they need to go grab Al Michaels back from Amazon 
and put him there. They need that big yeah. Al's just cashing checks at this point, I, I too. I know. Though. Amazon, him and Herb Street, <laughs> they don't even like talk to each other. They like do the Amazon Thursday night game. They need a bigger play-by-play they got to find there. that next guy. And um, I don't know if there is that next guy. I know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a huge Kevin Harlan fan, but I don't think I he's love that guy. He's great. I, I know. He, um, and he's fantastic on radio. Oh, yeah. he's uh, College basketball, he's, yeah, he's unparalleled. Um, you know, I, I mean, Fox, I, you know, could you get Brady and Gus Johnson? See, I'm not a Gus Johnson guy. He's a basketball. He's better at basketball. Yes, he, he's than, 100% better at basketball. He bothers me in football a lot. I actually won't listen. I, I don't listen to the games that he's okay, on. Okay, so we'll cross off Gus on yeah. the wish list yes. for Brady. You get react. Brady get needs somebody bigger, though, because yeah. he's so big. Yeah, and like there's there's good young play. Uh, he's on CBS, but Adam Amin is great. He's a very good play by play guy. Can set things up on a tee for his analysts, whoever it is. He does college. He is does that pros. the guy? Is that the guy from Sparta? There, there's one of the guys. Was that Fareed? There's another. Uh, it might be Adam Fareed. There's a. I don't know. There's one of the broadcasts. I think he's MLB Network. Okay. There's one of the broadcasters who's really good. You know, when I say young now, in his thirties, right. You know, and even Joe Davis out of Potterville, who's uh, doing the Dodgers, I don't know if he's big enough to be with Brady, right? That, yeah. You need a legendary play-by-play guy. You need somebody that can, can hold Brady's hand a little bit, too. Like he's, But, but yeah, and, and somebody who's big, the team, right? Because that's yeah. going to be Brady, and, you know, you need somebody big. Yeah. That's it. Uh, speaking of big, uh, joining us on the huge show is Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. Part of the USA Today Network, Lions NFL Insider. Follow Lions Wire on Facebook and on Twitter. Jeff, J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. Also on Twitter. Uh, you can listen in and watch the Detroit Lions podcast on a weekly basis on YouTube. Uh, just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast and get the latest on the offseason. That's Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. If you have a Lions NFL question for us, Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You can opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They play their home games in downtown Grand Rapids inside Van Andel Arena. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com in the Van Andel Arena box office and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The Michigan basketball team went 1-2 in the last week, beating Nebraska at 93-72 for a third consecutive victory, and things were looking up. But then they lost a monumental game at home on Saturday night to then number 18-ranked Indiana. The loss to the Hoosiers was 62-61 in a game in which the Maize and Blue went scoring in the final 5 minutes and 18 seconds of that contest. A crushing defeat to keep their tournament hopes alive. They then traveled to Madison to take on the Wisconsin Badgers Tuesday night and things did not get better. They lost 64-59 to to the Badgers after leading by one at the break. Hunter Dickinson wore a ski mask to the arena saying that Michigan was going to steal a victory. Newsflash, the team is 14-12 and 8-7 and and in conference play and on the outside of the NCAA tournament. On the schedule next is the rivalry game against Michigan State on Saturday at 8 o'clock on Fox.
Join Van Andel Institute's Purple Community for the 11th Annual Grand Rapids Griffins Purple Game on Friday, March 10th at 7 p.m. at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. 100% of the proceeds will benefit groundbreaking cancer research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Don't miss out on the limited edition Griffins Purple Apparel and your chance to bid on purple jerseys after the game. Learn more at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. Get more for your money on tasty family meals with these great deals at Meyer Right now, certified Angus beef boneless New York strip steak is just $9.99 per pound. Pick up Meyer pasta sauce for just a dollar. And Meyer shredded sliced or chunk cheese for $1.88. Don't forget the drinks. Coca-Cola 7-Up or Dr. Pepper 2 liters are buy two, get two free. Plus deposit where applicable. Get more for your money and pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop. In store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro CL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. Joining us in studio talking about uh, the Lions offseason and they have some coaching changes. I guess the good thing is when you look at the Eagles who made it to the Super Bowl and won the NFC losing their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, uh, that's part of winning. And if the Lions do have that expected 11 and 6, 12 and 5 season, they're going to lose coaches a year from now, no matter what they do in the playoffs. 100%. Ben Johnson was very nearly gone this year. Aaron Glenn was, I don't want to say he was close to leaving, but he was a finalist for the last two jobs. He interviewed for those. He was a, he was a candidate in Houston. Like, they're going to get more interest. And, and one quick thing on the Aaron Glenn thing, because everybody's like, oh, his defense was so bad. Why could. It is a different job being a coordinator than being a head coach. Dan Campbell would not be a good coordinator. He's a heck of a head coach. It's a different job. It's a different skill set. I think Aaron Glenn personally would be a better head coach than he would coordinator. Because where he's great at is leadership, organization, motivation, that type of thing. He's not necessarily the greatest X's and O's guy. That's what your coordinators are supposed to do. Like that's, the overarching job that is the head coach, I think he's well suited for that. I think I think that's one of the mistakes that too many teams make is they're chasing the hot coordinator and that guy doesn't know that the other side of the ball exists. I I, I have a feeling the Colts are in trouble with that. With, with like I like Shane Steichen, his offense in Philadelphia was innovative. It was great. I'm not sure he could name ten players on that Eagles defense. Like that's just the fact of where they're at. 
So uh, I, I I wish them luck. And and now if you're the Eagles, you got to replace all these guys. You got to move people up the pipeline. That's that's one of the things that the Lions are laying the infrastructure for is having coaches that are upwardly mobile. If Aaron Glenn leaves, okay, they've got Todd Wash. He used to be a, a defensive coordinator with Jacksonville as their defensive line coach. Kelvin Shepard is a rising star of a coach as their linebackers coach. That guy's going to be a head coach before all is said and done, and maybe it'll be at the college level. But he he's he's sharp, man. He's real good. Brian Duker took over for Aubrey Pleasant as a defensive backs coach. That's a guy who can move up quickly if they need to. You know, offense that they kept. Uh, uh, they kept a few. They kept offensive line coach Hank Fraley. He's upwardly mobile if he wants to be. He's one of the best offensive line coaches in football. Uh, and I could see him being interested in being a coordinator. They kept Tanner Engstrand. Now their passing game coordinator was their tight ends coach. Another guy, if Ben Johnson leaves, he's going to get a lot of looks to be the Lions' new offensive coordinator. And if Ben Johnson sticks around long term, if he decides that he wants to do that, and he could, Tanner's going to get hired as an offensive coordinator sooner than later. So that that's... These are problems that good teams have that we're not used to having in Detroit. Like we talk all the time. When was the last time that a Lions old coach like got hired somewhere else and did anything? Like it doesn't happen often. Who was it? Uh, Jim Schwartz has been around. Yeah, but he 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 became again the coordinator thing, not a head coach. Exactly. And he's been a great coordinator, and he just came back with somebody. He's with Cleveland now. Cleveland now, right? So he was with Philly and did well. I think won a Super Bowl when he did when when they won it. Marty Morningweg was a good coordinator, not a head coach. He was a brutal head coach. Rod 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 Marinelli with the Cowboys. He might be the best defensive line coach in in the NFL for a very very long time. Yes, Marinelli was the other guy I was going to say. Great, great defensive line coach. Put him in charge of the entire team. No, thank you. One thing about the team, Jeff, when I look at the ownership, the way Sheila Hamp has handled everything, when I look at Holmes at the GM position with his staff underneath him, when I look at Campbell and his staff now, I've never seen the continuity, the capability, and the confidence that I and a lot of Lions fans have in the Lions front office and coaching staff today. That has never happened. We've had better talent on teams, older talent, season all pro type talent. Yes. You know, like the Kevin Glovers and the Lomas Browns and the Barry Sanders, oh, yeah. right? Obviously. But with the young talent they've assembled, with how they finished last year, with what lies ahead, I think when you look at the schedule, which we'll get uh, in early May, and the Lions uh, have. A pretty solid road schedule this year. Uh, I was thinking with Kansas City winning it, the Lions might be that Thursday night NFL season opener very well at Arrowhead be. against the Chiefs. That would be. It's probably either going to be them or the Eagles because the, that's that's the that's the cachet teams that that are going in. The I don't Kansas know. If they, they they normally don't do the rematch. They, they try not to do that. I think the Lions could be that because the visual is national. You remember them uh, at Lambeau. And then they would open up against Mahomes yep. and the defending Super Bowl champions and, and on opening night. We won't know that until like probably late eight. Yeah, April, we, we, early we, May we, we learn that after the draft. But yeah, right. that the, the Lions are going to have that. They're going to have primetime games, plural, this coming I, year. I think Dallas, I'm looking at their road games. We don't know the dates or times yet. But no. they have road games, Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota. I don't think there's national games there on the road. Kansas City, L.A. Chargers. Possibly with the quarterback, you know, 
Herbert, you have New Orleans, Tampa, uh, Dallas, possibly Baltimore, depending if Lamar is there. So, but I, I just I look at that Kansas City game with them winning, and the Lions in the NFL season opener That'd on be, that Thursday. That, night. that would be a lot of fun. That um, would be awesome. That, that that remember, and what if they went to Arrowhead and won that game? Oh man! After finishing on national TV, there, there's not enough Honolulu blue Kool Aid. Beating Rodgers and Mahomes from ending one season to starting the next, you beat the defending Super Bowl champion. The Lions Nation will have raised the bar if if that game does happen. We'll have raised the bar to Super Bowl champs or or bust. That's that, what I mean. That, the that new would bar be, that would be so much fun. Yeah. I. Can't, I, I I'm, now you got to be excited about the coming season. We're not think, even through the I draft know, we, yet. We won't know this. Sometimes it leaks like late April, right yeah. before early May, before the schedule. Yeah, because they one do of the a things, schedule uh, show on NFL Network. Yes, they do, and right. it's ridiculous how overblown it is. They one do the, like three hours. They have to plan the venues ahead of time because places like Ford Field, they have they have concerts in there. They have your your monster truck rallies. They have your Taylor rodeos. Swift, Kenny Chesney, they Bill do, Simonson in they, concert. They do have Metallica coming. Uh, that's that's gonna be fun. I'll be there for that. Oh gosh, I've seen them like eighteen times. They're awesome. They just keep. They're gonna be like Rolling Stones. We'll be touring until they're all like. And I will pay. 90. I will pay my two hundred and fifty dollars every year to see them too <laughs> until they're done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think that when I look at the Lions, I'm just I'm feeling that Kansas City Detroit game because by the way, when you look at TV and they're putting this together, uh, the Detroit market was I think the third or fourth highest rated metered market for the Super Bowl with viewership. Right, that didn't have a team playing in it. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, Right, and so, you know, you start to... People get excited by these things. When you've got a good team in a sport, even if you're not in it at the end, like it's like, uh, when, when was two years ago, when the Bucks didn't make the final, Milwaukee was the number one basketball market for the NBA Finals. Because they were close, but they didn't make it. But they actually—that's—that's that's the effect that well, you're the getting. The Lions were one right of the top too. TV markets last year with Stafford and the Rams. Remember? So they, you, you yes, got, they were. You got the TV side of it, which comes into play in their home games next year. Again, we won't know the dates until uh, early May. Green Bay, Chicago. This is all at Ford Field. Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, Vegas, Seattle. You know, I could see Sean Payton and Denver as the Thanksgiving Day game, or maybe Vegas. Maybe Vegas, especially if Rodgers goes there. Yeah, wait and see. Because he has lost four of his last six starts against Detroit. I don't know. Seattle won't be a draw. You could get, uh, I really, I think it's Denver or Vegas. Right? That, that makes the it. most sense, because they, they don't want to do division games if they don't have to. God, their home schedule looks, you know. They can win six of those games. Well, maybe more. Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, Vegas, and Seattle are the Lions' home games. Uh, they they do the flip where they get nine on the road this yeah, fall. That's right. And the the only, unfortunately, the only chance they have of playing overseas is Kansas City. But that's not going to happen. They're they're not going to play that game in Germany. I, I as much as that's I would love the to Thursday go over night. There. I'll make my huge prediction right now. That's the Thursday night. Because the super defending Super Bowl champ plays on that Thursday, right? Absolutely, yes. Every year, every year. So they're not going to do a Philly rematch. No, no. Philly's a good enough draw that they can do the Sunday night game that week or Monday night. Right. So the Lions and Kansas City. Mm. I'm for it. Let, let make that happen. 
Kicking off the NFL season. Call upon your powers, Huge. To I will. Make this happen. I'm just going to make a few calls uh, when we're done with this segment. And I'll go, look, guys, uh, I need the Lions and the Chiefs. Uh, Rizzy was in the hizzy, and he wasn't dizzy when he said, we need two things to happen. We need Lamar to be traded to the Lions, and we need the Lions and Lamar first time in a Lions uniform in a regular season game against Mahomes on Thursday night football to kick off the 2023 NFL season with Al Michaels going, do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> with Kirk Herbstreit going, Al, I hate Herbstreit on NFL games. He's not great. No, he's no. horrible. All right. He's horrible. Oh, so, so I'm looking at it. So uh, the first weekend of the NFL schedule this coming fall will be uh, that Thursday night, September 14th. My birthday September 17th. I was selfishly hoping that it would be on that day. but uh, Okay, so you're asking me to check in, and now you're looking to see if it matches up with your birthday. Yeah, Rizzi. I know. So I, I share a birth date Boy, it's rubbing with, off, with Patrick Rizzi. Mahomes. You in studios rubbing off where you want the entire game to be about you. I want it all, and I want it now. I, sounds like a song. <laughs> it does. Uh, Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Detroit Lions Podcast, you want to stay... Up to date on the Lions offseason. You can watch and listen on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast and stay up to date on everything connected uh, to your Detroit Lions. And remember this fall, watch all the Lions games at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. You can also watch the Wings, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State Hoops on all the TVs at all brands locations. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, Johnny Brands in Granville, brands in Holland, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR, and also Mike Brand has the brands in Cascade just east of Grand Rapids. All the games, and you're home for the Lions this fall. You may want to reserve a seat because the Lions games are going to be a big draw at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, and also order up all of your favorites, game day, work day, or play day. At Brands.com, you can have them delivered or pick them up. Game day, play day, work day. Order all of your brand's favorites at your local brand, Steakhouse and Grill, for the one close to you. Go to Brands.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. The movie moved you, but the stage play will blow you away. It's Jacarius Johnson's New Jack City, live on stage. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. They were at the top of their game, but when loyalty and trust takes a hit. DMV, man, we all we got. So does survival. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. Starring Big Daddy Kane, Stretch from Naughty by Nature, Flex Alexander, yeah. the original G-Money, Alan Payne, and Gary Dordan. February 23rd at the Voss Performance Hall. Tickets to Ticketmaster. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, sun, sun. The Grand Rapids Boat Show at DeVos Place is back. Let's go, gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, key, relax, everyone's making tracks. Boat Show, gotta go, everyone in the sun. Come on down, get it done, just at water for some fun. Last year, you admired all the great new boats of the water. Well, now's your chance to climb aboard and check them all out. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, this Wednesday through Sunday. Over five acres of the hottest new runabout, ski and surf boats, deluxe pontoons, fishing boats, center consoles, and personal watercraft. Fabulous motor yachts up to 42 feet. We have the boats. Ski, wakeboard, and surf equipment. Docks, lifts, and marine accessories. One of the finest antique boat displays in the country. Get the best prices of the year at the Action Water Sports Tubers Truckload Sale.
sale. And register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable raft. The Grand Rapids Boat Show. This Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. For boat line listing and details, go to grboatshow.com. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soarin' Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with those who protect and serve, presented by our good friends at the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And joining us from the Owasso Police Department is Sergeant Scott Davis. Now, Scott oversees the Student Resource Outreach Program with the Wasso Public Schools, and they've grown it now to five uh, officers in the district and are hoping to add more. Uh, so you have these resource officers who are there uh, on school property who are helping these kids and also uh, the eyes and ears in case something goes wrong. And in today's society, and we saw it at Michigan State, you have to be prepared. Unfortunately, it's the world we live in. And Scott joins us live here on the HUGE show across Michigan. Welcome in, Sergeant. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, the other night when everything was going down uh, in East Lansing on the Michigan State University campus, as a guy who oversees uh, the SRO program, which is uh, the student resource officers with OWASO, what were you thinking uh, in terms of what uh, the OWASO police have trained for and being a part of law enforcement watching what was unfolding there in East Lansing? Uh, so I got an alert on my phone, and uh, it, it was it was pretty pretty shocking that this was happening um just so so close to where i live and work and uh i uh actually thought about i've got a former co-worker of mine a former colleague and she's actually a police sergeant uh for the michigan state university police department so i uh, immediately thought about her and i ended up reaching out to her um after everything was was over kind of calmed down a little bit um and uh it's just something that uh, you train for and you you prepare for, but it's something that you hopefully uh, never have to experience. So it, I felt bad for um, everybody involved, uh, the students, the staff, the the police, any anyone that had a hand in helping out with that. It was uh, a big collaboration of people, and um, it was just devastating. Still is. Uh, your former colleague, who now uh, is on the Michigan State University uh, police force. Uh, you talked to her after everything calmed down. What'd she have to say? Uh, she just she just mentioned that uh, she's had very little sleep over the last few days, and um, she was back again at the scene today, and uh, just a horrible horrible incident. And the, you know, she actually mentioned also that you know hopes that she'd never have to do, do that type of thing again. So 
Um, but like I said, that's, that is what we train for, and it's one of the trainings that we don't want to use, but we have in our our back pocket if if we need to. You know, speaking of if you need to, and Scott Davis as a police sergeant with the city of Owasso Police Department uh, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, part of our partnership uh, with those who protect and serve with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Uh, so you oversee the student resource officer program with the Wasso Public Schools. You guys have grown to five officers, which means you have more protection on the ground at Owasso Schools. What, what is the training uh, each year uh, for a possible active shooter situation, what you do in Owasso? So uh, each year we get together with uh, the school district administration. Um, so our, our police department meets with them before the school year starts. We kind of have a roundtable type discussion about uh, what to do in certain uh, if certain situations arise. Um, we continue to have those discussions and trainings uh, throughout the school year. Um, and also we have, uh, just as a police department, uh, we have various different active shooter trainings uh, that we are involved with throughout our whole county, county-wide trainings. Uh, we did one at our uh, old middle school uh, that's no longer in use uh, this past uh, last year. And then uh, we do we did one at our hospital in town, actually with hospital staff, so they kind of get a feeling for if, if something were to happen, what we're going to be doing and what we're going to be asking them to do. And in turn, uh, we also did a active shooter training at our community mental health building with employees present. Um, they actually requested us to put that on again. So their employees would know what to do if, if something were to happen. When it did happen on the campus of Michigan state, immediately law enforcement, it seemed from the surrounding area all converged at the same time. You mentioned with the County training, uh, is there a system in place where uh, these police departments all respond to help another uh, law enforcement agency if an active shooter situation is going on? Is there like a set perimeter of uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, these departments all respond like they did uh, to help Michigan State Police? I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of just a an all-hands-on-deck type thing. If something big like that happens in, in your area or even near your jurisdiction, you're just going to kind of go no matter what. Um, you know, when people are fleeing the area to get safe, we're always the ones running in to help out. So um, I'm sure a lot of these people that respond to the help, uh, they might not even been called in. They might have just wanted to go to help, you know, help her, help her colleagues and help uh, you know, the, the students and, and, and everybody, even without being asked to. That is just kind of the, the nature of the job. Yeah, it is. Uh, law enforcement, they will respond uh, when they, they hear that scanner, that call. Uh, they're just there. It's one thing that the men and women uh, in Owasso, in Michigan, and across America do. They serve and protect. Uh, they're going in when people are going out. Uh, and what you're doing now, expanding the student resource officer program to five, uh, that's a good thing for Owasso. That will help parents, teachers, administrators feel safer knowing that they have Owasso police on their grounds. Yeah, absolutely. So we started our program in 2013. We just had two officers uh, in our school district. So after the, the tragedy at the Oxford High School shooting, uh, our school district got with, in touch with us. They asked if we could um, supply more officers. So we ended up hiring more for the school. So we added three. So we have a total of five, like you mentioned. Um, and uh, 
we'd like to have more. Uh, we don't have one yet in every building, and, and that would be great. We've got we have other schools in the area, uh, non-public schools through the churches and whatnot that uh, you know we'd like to work with as well. Um, you know, it's 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 great too because uh, four out of the five of us school resource officers actually either have children or some type of family in the schools. Mm. So we've got a we all have a, a, a vested interest in it in numerous ways. His name is Scott Davis. He's a sergeant uh, with the men and women who protect and serve the city of Owasso uh, with the Owasso Police Department, also oversees the student resource officer program with the Owasso Public Schools. They have grown uh, to five in the district. They're hoping uh, to have more, and they do have that vested interest with their kids uh, in those schools. Scott, uh, appreciate the conversation. I know it's something I hope you and your team never have to address, but I know you're there to serve and protect the people of Owasso and those kids in those schools. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you and talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Scott Davis checking in. On those who protect and serve uh, each and every Wednesday at this time with our friends from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police in Michigan. Uh, We'll talk about the men and women who protect and serve. Again, just Google uh, the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. You can get information and how you can become part of law enforcement. Big. Bad. Huge.